welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show. I'm your host, Rosh Sillers. It's great to have you here. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. This show is about supporting you as a creative professional, a photographer specifically. I like to use the word creative professional quite often when I'm discussing the audience because honestly, there are a lot of people who use photography as part of what they do, but they may be a designer and a photographer. They could be a videographer and photographer and interested in the concepts that we share here to grow our creative businesses. And I'm a photographer by trade and that, of course, this community has been developing for over 10 years on this podcast. When it was originally New Media Photographer, the name has changed multiple times. Um, I, I reviewed my 200th episode just a few days ago because I found a video that I created of me doing that episode. And so the episode is like 20 minutes, but I was doing before and after and just talking to the camera, sharing, you know, as we're experimenting, as I've always experimented. But at the time, it was called Detroit Creative Labs. And I did that for a while and then eventually returned back to my roots, the creative marketing podcast. Before New Media Photographer was Prosperous Artist with my friend Dean. And before that, 1999, when I was using real audio to share business ideas on Rosh.com, before there was a pod, I shared ideas there using Real Player. And that was the Creative Business Podcast. And today, I invite creators to listen and share ideas on the RoshSillers.com blog and listening to the Creative Marketing Podcast, where we are growing our businesses together. And I'm in the middle of a series, a series of topics related to the combination business scale, which you can find at RoshSillers.com. I have a post on that, and you can actually download the um, infographic that is available there of all 10 levels. And this show, we're at number five. And the other shows talk about one, two, three, and four. And number five is part of the combination code. There's a lot of little things that we talk about in this show, such as the combination code, your unique success combination. There's so many elements to developing a good, well-rounded business. And we actually have a code 7531. The seven is seven sources of income, which we'll talk about in a couple weeks. The three are three processes. The one is channel building, which I think I forgot to talk about in one of the shows. So I've been kind of sprinkling that in throughout the other shows. But today is five, five people to support your business, which is so important to have five people that you're mindfully selecting to support and knowing they are supporting you. They will take your phone call, your email, they'll text you back in a timely manner when you have a question or need some support on something. And so mindfully selecting those people is important. And I say mindfully, what do I mean by that? That means you are selecting them on purpose. You are saying this person is part of the five people that I need for my business. And they may have different skills and talents. Now, do you have to tell them, hey, you're part of my five? 
Not necessarily. You can let them know. You can make it a little more formal group if you want or an informal group. You can just know these people one-on-one. They don't even have to know each other. That is up to you what works best for you. As I mentioned, many of these people have different skills, such as finance. Finance is a good one. Having somebody who has knowledge of the financial systems to support you, whether in investing or loans or banking or whatever it may be. Maybe you want to purchase a building. There are many different types of people that can support you in different areas. Maybe it's somebody who's been in the business a long time, has been a longtime photographer or maybe a retired photographer, and you can knock on their door and say, you know, how do you deal with customers? Now, these people, because as I've always said, the one constant in photography is change. Change is the only constant. So if you have not been involved in the photography business for a number of years, you'll notice a lot of changes. And so somebody who's been retired for a while may not understand all the latest marketing or even the latest cameras, but that doesn't mean they don't understand the business of photography because the business of photography is still about people. I have an interesting story I want to share in a few moments about a wedding photographer and a friend of mine who called me related to working with a photographer. And I want to get into that in a few moments, but I want to finish up this segment related to those five people. So you have maybe a financial person, you have a veteran photographer, maybe maybe sometimes you just have a friend, a friend who just listens and you can bounce ideas off of. They could be in a totally different industry. It's amazing how much you can learn from other industries, people in other industries and how they deal with people. Again, people is the foundation of our business and sometimes we can learn a lot. Sometimes we bring people in who are going after the same target market. Maybe they are a partner. I don't necessarily like to bring people in the five that are part of our business, like an assistant or maybe a close vendor or something like that. I I don't necessarily like to do that all the time. One person may be out of that. It just depends on the relationships. But there's so many different types of people that you can bring into that five that you can support that you know mindfully are supporting you. You know that, you know, over time, these people may change. That's okay. But you're always looking for the right five people. And you may think to yourself, man, I really need somebody who is really understands Photoshop or Lightroom at a high level. And I I need to bring them into my life so I can share ideas with them and they can share ideas with me. Maybe you're at the same level and growing together and you're working together to learn these certain software packages. That's, That's fine too, but that's another person that is supporting you within your business. So you're always looking for people to support you and you to support them. Because, you know, being a photographer ultimately can be a very lonely endeavor. You know, we're often photographing by ourselves. Sometimes we have an assistant and some sometimes we don't. But quite often we're working alone on our computer to do the touch-up, to edit. I mean, there are a lot of times... I mean, business owners in general can be surrounded by a team of people, but yet 
still feel alone. And having that support group can really make a big difference. So I encourage you to take the five mindful group of people seriously. And again, as I said, you don't have to formally tell everybody you're part of my five or three or whatever is comfortable for you. I wouldn't go more than five. Again, this doesn't mean you don't have more than five friends or support people. There could be a lot of people who support you, but you're mindfully supporting them too. And that's where I see the limitation because you can only give so much effort and time to so many people. Now, some people are really good at giving a lot of their time and energy to a lot of people, but are you then working on your business too? I mean, there needs to be a balance in this process, and that's why I say maximize the five. Again, it doesn't limit you from doing what you do best in supporting other people, but just keep that core going to really make sure you have the support around you that is necessary to help you grow your business. I want to get into that quick story from the other day. I received a phone call from a good friend of mine who was calling on behalf of a friend who received her photographs and was not happy with the work that she received. And I followed up with a quick text back. Was it a print problem or was it a style problem? You know, what, what was the deal? And then I just called. I said, this is going to get too complicated. And I just called her and I and I asked, I said, okay, so what, what's the deal? And she explained to me that this bride found somebody on Instagram and hired that person to photograph. And she didn't like that. She wanted some bigger, brighter colors. And the photographer's Instagram account, according to my friend, was more muted. It was a certain style of photography, maybe more monotone, I guess. Not quite black and white, but there's a certain style to the photography. And she doesn't have, the photographer does not have a website. And, And I'll get to that in a moment. But I'm not beating up the photographer. The photographer as far as I can tell, gave the bride exactly what she does. This is her style. Now, the bride is asking for the original images because she doesn't want the muted thing, didn't want the muted style. And my friend said, is it okay to ask? I said, well, it's okay to ask, but there are many reasons why a photographer will not give you their original files or, you know, show you the other files because... you know, giving you those files in a different style, that means she's offering you something that does not represent her work. And, you know, yes, the bride can ask. And if it was me, I might consider it depending on what it was. Maybe they just want an image to hang up as long as it looks nice and meets my quality guidelines The you know, to hang up over the mantle, you know, but they don't want the muted style. They like that in the book and so forth, but not... I would consider that conversation, but it's perfectly okay for the photographer to say no. Photographers often don't give their raw files away because people can do whatever they want, and that represents them. And if they mess things up, and then somebody asks, oh, who took your photographs? And they say, oh, okay, I guess I won't use them, (laughs) you know, because it's not representing their work properly. This photographer was doing something 
specific as her style, and there's not much the bride can do about it. I mean, that's just the way it is, and I don't blame the photographer. And I, I mention all this is basically because it, it very well could happen to you. And I think it's important for people to understand that when you hire a photographer and see a specific style, that is probably what you're going to get back. And if you do not see quality work, and I'm not suggesting this photographer wasn't doing quality work, but I'm saying if you see a portfolio and the level is not at the level you're hoping for, or the style is not the style they're hoping for, I think it's important as a photographer to make sure they understand this is the style they are getting. And this is also why I think it's important to have a website. The website is where you sell. And we talk about this in our solar system method of marketing. The the core, the website, the sun is where you sell. And if you're just doing an Instagram account, you're not giving the full story. You're showing a portfolio, you're showing some images and there's stuff in the in the comments and of course your descriptions and so forth. But ultimately, you need to be able to have a really robust site to explain the ins and outs of what you do to tell your story and to let people know this is what I do. This is the process of working with me. This is how much things cost. This is what you will get in the end. I mean, I think that is really important. And this photographer doesn't have that. And that's the risk you take. When I say that your Instagram is not your portfolio, that is part of the reason why. I sincerely don't know all of the details. Obviously, I don't know if this photographer has a very detailed contract. I don't know about the communications between the photographer and the bride, but I can see this kind of a thing happening very easily when you don't have a website to support what you're trying to do. There's so much a website does above and beyond just showing your portfolio. Your Instagram is part of your advertising. It's your social media, and you're going to probably find opportunities if you have a good Instagram account. But your website can host a blog. Say, Wait, a blog? Yes, blogging is still important. Even if you're not ranking for your blog, although I think you can locally especially for specific things, and I, and I talk a lot about that in other shows, and I, I'm sure I'll talk about it again in the future, how to do that. So be sure you check in in future shows on how to go about that. But your blog can also just show people the backstory of who you are as a photographer. It's so important to share as much as you can to build the trust that people are looking for. People spend a lot of money when they hire a professional good photographer. There's a reason for that. And I think it's important that you create all of the opportunities possible to earn that trust over time and to get people to call you because by the time they do call you, they are so comfortable. They know who you are. They're, they could even be a fan of your photography. I mean, and quite honestly, if they're going to hire you, they probably are. So treat them as such, treat them with kindness and give them what they need ahead of time, but make sure the communication level is high and that everybody understands 
where you stand and you understand the ultimate goal of that bride and the best way to do or or any client it, it could be a you know photography food shoot it could be architectural you want to understand the vision of your client and one make sure that it matches with your vision and the way you approach photography but ultimately if it's a little bit different or a little off, at least you understand what it is that that client is expecting of you as you develop the photographer-client relationship. I want to cover a few more things in this show, and I really am getting back to just kind of digging down and finding some good research for you, little things that can support you in your business. I mean, that's what this show originally started with, with new media photographers, especially when we were developing social media, you know, back in the mid 2000s when it really was coming into its own. And that was a big cornerstone of the show. And I really felt that, and I think a lot of photographers felt that it was important to understand what was happening. And one thing that I think is really something new that I think could be very helpful for a lot of photographers is to understand the Google business, Google forward slash business. But there's something new that they have added that I do think photographers can benefit from. And that is a big request a quote button. In the graph that they put on the side, the information graph that they put in the side of search results. So maybe if somebody is searching for a photographer in Miami, if you are optimizing your Google My Business, the Google forward slash business page area, and you're getting people to review, you can pop up above the organic search results. This is part of local SEO. And for a lot of photographers, this is really important. And so you want to go in there and it's always changing. So it's important. It's not, it's kind of like, you know, LinkedIn for a long time. We just, you know, updated it once and left. And I think the Google business has been the same thing. We updated it once and we left. There's so much more there now than ever. Google is really pushing and updating and adding new features. You just very well might be overwhelmed with all of the opportunity there. You can even create another web page from that platform. And you should upload photographs, upload videos that will help support your story. Show people who you are as a photographer. Update your times, open for business, maybe studio hours or meeting hours. There's so much you can do there now. And this new button, request a quote, make sure that is there for you and that you have enabled it because that is a, it really is a big button and it kind of stands out as that opportunity. So if anybody sees your information on the right side, uh, this will most likely pop up if they put in your name, which ultimately is not what local SEO is about. I mean, SEO is about people who don't know you yet. But the thing is, there's so many opportunities in Google forward slash business. They're pushing us there, especially locally. Get people to review you there. That's going to help a lot. If you have a happy customer, ask them to pick up their phone and do a quick review because that is going to help other people find you. It's just the way it works. So don't overlook it. And if you haven't been there in a while, say, oh, I updated that a few years ago. It's, it's doing great. No, go again. 
get in there and see what has changed and see what you can update. You'll probably be rather pleased at the opportunities available to you now that were not there a year, two, three, five years ago. There are a number of things happening on Twitter that I think is is important, especially when it comes to conversions on Twitter. They're really trying to improve conversions, especially when advertising. Now, when it comes to photographers, I'm not necessarily, although Twitter has been a foundation social media platform for me, and I'll explain a little more in a moment, but I don't think that is the best or number one place at this point. That may change, but at this point, I don't think it's the number one place for you to advertise as a photographer. Twitter is a media stream. Twitter is a place, is, I, I always refer to it as the People's AP Wire, Associated Press Wire. And, and this is your opportunity to share information and find the latest information. And Twitter is a great place for that. It's a great media stream. So if you have announcements, if you have something that's very media related, then yeah, you can you can advertise that on Twitter. I think that can work out all right. And maybe you're trying to get emails, getting people to a landing page for a specific reason. That, that can be helpful. But overall, Twitter as an ad platform, although I must concede it is getting better from what I have seen, I'm not quite ready to say to photographers, you need to be there. I can say with confidence that advertising on Facebook and I can say with confidence advertising in Google and Instagram, yeah, you can do that. And in some cases, it works out on Pinterest. If you're trying to go for a newer, maybe less expensive platform, Pinterest might not be a bad way to go because, again, it's a visual platform and their system is younger the costs aren't as high to get a lot of impressions and to target people. So, you know, and, and quite honestly, on Pinterest, people are looking for wedding ideas. I remember when I got married, my wife, she and and uh, my, my stepdaughters, they, they were all looking and finding combinations of different things for the wedding. And, and it's a Pinterest is a big place to plan a wedding. So if you're a wedding photographer specifically or a family or newborn photographer, Pinterest may have some good opportunities for you. So I, I certainly wouldn't count Pinterest out. But there are many different ways. Google by far will be the most expensive, especially for search. But there are still some good opportunities for Facebook and Instagram, too, especially on the pricing side. You can get some good targeting for a reasonable price. But as always, make sure you have a plan, you have a budget. Just don't try it once real quick and see if it works or not. That's not the way to go because that's the way you waste money in advertising. You, you develop a plan and you continuously improve what is working and let go of what's not. And over time, you'll develop that machine. So you, you need to really have a budget over a period of time and keep working it and maybe reevaluate in three or six months. And then you can decide, okay, this is or is not working for me. Let me try something else. 
Hey everyone, I am still looking for reviews over on iTunes. I'm getting some stars, but I'm not getting the reviews, and the reviews are so important to help people decide to listen to the show, as well as the algorithms within iTunes to say, hey, this is a good podcast. I'm going to share it more with people who are interested in the photography, business photography, marketing. Well, I'm excited about next week's show. We're talking about the profitable photography business on the scale. Number six, a profitable business. How do we get there? What what does it mean? What does success mean in photography? I'm going to explore a little bit of that too. And of course, I will share new things that are developing in the world of marketing and business that can support you to help you grow your business. That is what I'm here for. I am here to support you to help you grow your business. So I'm looking forward to Talking with you next week.